0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order. Additional terms apply.
2: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like,
3: something amazing just happened we went to the youtube channel what did it say when we went to the youtube channel what do we see there one zero 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 four
4: digits. we did it we did it we can stop now we're done there's <laughs> we no point stop. continuing we're done <laughs> now we can just post shorts sit back and enjoy our three dollars fifty cents per month <laughs> and uh and and man then then water sandwiches just turn into filet mignon you very exciting yeah.
3: we already got a funny comment mr popo said be right back gonna go play the real intro we know what he means the old one the awesome intro that are our-
4: look, look yeah you know, again we can't make everything perfect right like we can't continue to steal um the Rocky theme, or yeah, you from YouTube, or all the other people we're stealing from. Um, I'm curious how long Jeff's going to keep his mic muted without realizing it, though, because I feel like, I feel like that's like in the, I mean, in terms of the technological, <laughs> oh
5: God, I didn't just reach for my laptop right there. In terms of the
4: technological issues we usually have, that's a pretty, pretty low key one. But last week it was me, so yeah, I was enjoying that
3: at credit on that intro. To the message board poster on the inside maryland sports.com message board, x ray hippopotamus. He wants to remain anonymous, so I'm not going to say
4: his real name. He's just an excellent screen name, to be fair.
5: Yeah, it's great. And a lot he, of x ray hip related screen names like his yeah. ratio of how legendary he was as a player to screen names is very high. It's yeah. got to be the highest, probably. Yeah,
4: yeah. There's some, there's some boom osby stuff, which is pretty good. But yeah, that's that's the best one I think. I think that hits like the median age of kind of where most of us are at who listen to this kind of thing.
5: Yeah, one time I need to do a list of the ten most like esoteric random screen names. Like I know there's a Mario Lucas for three. Yeah,
3: Yeah. love Mario Lucas.
4: Solid.
5: Matt Matt Rado fan.
4: (laughs) There we go. Digging digging deep. That's
5: like I was saying before the show. I've got it's it's really pathetic how encyclopedic my knowledge of internet posters and their personalities and screen names is it's
4: your your job man i mean this is your this is your this is your livelihood i mean
3: who are the most memorable walk-ons of all time speaking of matt Rado,
4: earl badu earl badu is up there oh yeah yeah Yeah. i forgot about that Uh um was was Kovaric a walk on? No, was, no,
3: he was scholarship, he was scholarship
4: guy. Um, yeah, it's uh,
5: crazy how much more walk ons in football like basketball is hard. Hmm, Calvin McCall
4: walked on at first, right, because he was on a football scholarship, and eventually I think got a basketball scholarship because he left the team. Yeah, um, I was listening. I remember I was listening to the our Ralph interview uh, a couple nights ago, and he mentioned that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Varun Ram, Varun Ram, NCAA uh, tournament defensive upper Varun Ram. No,
3: who's the guy? Why can't I think of his name? The hilarious guy who had the podcast and did all the funny stuff like two years ago. Oh, Andrew.
4: Um, Andrew uh, Terry. He did really, yeah.
5: yes. really play. Yes. He did though? play, I couldn't remember his name. Right? Walk on, Maryland walk on history. Is that what everybody's.
4: Yeah, well, we're obviously you know uh, you everybody's know, on their edge of their seat about that. Well, them. you know, three three white dudes on a podcast to start naming guys. I mean, that's yeah. like just the most meta thing possible, really. Like, let's well, name some is, more dudes.
3: The show it's is like gonna get get going to get better on right now.
4: The show yeah, is like going to Hey, let's talk about Joe Orsillac or uh, Tom Henke. We have a chock full show.
3: We've got many guests today. Two sort of separate segments. One of them is going to be, along with Walt, our two favorite guests in the history of the show, Chris Naki. He's the color analyst for the Terrapins Radio Network, and he brings it every single time. He's got some good takes. He's not afraid to give some opinions. He's obviously got the knowledge, and he's an amazing public speaker. Is that all, all the perfect things that you'd want. And he's also funny and a great guy. You know, even when we we meet when we're talking to him off off the air at the games or what have you, and he's just he's just an awesome guy. So we have him as he'll be coming on around 8:15. And in just about 10 minutes, we have three guests from the athletic department, which is going to be interesting. There, are two of them are from the ticket operations. One of them is Matt Monroe, Associate A D, uh,
4: who handles, friend of the show
3: handles donors. So we're gonna get into some interesting questions with those guys too.
4: Hey, hey, by the way, let's start now. If you guys have um ticket related, parking related, like stuff that matters to donation,
5: therapy club yeah. donation, yeah, all that that. matter to
4: you and what and your experience in Maryland, put those questions in the chat right now and we will ask them because you know, we've got some things we need to talk about, but like you know like we want to know from you guys what you've got and what you're interested in because you don't get this direct access very often so let's let's take advantage of that
3: so someone brought up john boyle class of 76 as a walk-on never heard of him i'm sure most people haven't by the Pretty way sure my
4: dad graduated high school in 1976 i don't know i don't know what was going on back then yeah and, and, and then Charlie was great we got a
3: a funny comment from rob saying so derek is the first on show commitment tonight, right? And the funny part oh. about that is, <laughs> how many times have I texted Jeff? Yeah. Get him, <laughs> let's have him commit live on the air.
4: Well, if, and 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 y'all commits. and y'all need to, to put up with Jeff looking down at his phone every five seconds tonight and possibly <laughs> yes. next week, depending on what his commitment time frame is. Yeah. Um, because that's should, gonna happen. And uh, should
3: we talk about the special text Jeff's been getting lately?
4: Yeah, I don't know, Jeff. We'll drop. I <laughs> I don't know, we, need, we need to say we got the we got several guys going on shortly, but we will we will get to Derek <laughs> Queen that we're not going to. I swear to God, we will get there. Um, but uh, there's a lot going on. Football bye week was nice, though, I will say, because everybody's just, like there were I some guys
5: hung out all day, hung out with my wife, sat out on the deck and watched TV. It was so weird for me because it's like extended because I write for like four hours afterwards. It was, it was pretty nice. I'm not gonna
4: lie. Yeah, I mean there there were, there were some guys on the uh, on the inside message boards, you know, being like, "Oh, you're gonna talk about the football tonight?" And I was like, "I don't know. I might talk about how great my Saturday was, not having to worry about anything." <laughs> I mean, that was it's just, awesome.
5: It's just uh, people don't, you know, they don't they're tuned out. It's it's
4: crazy. Well, I mean, it's nobody wants a nobody wants a detailed breakdown of northwestern it's another one of those things where it's like all right it's a pass fail test like go up there win don't really care what it looks like what the score just is just win you're 14 and a hat. you know 14 in the hook i think is the is the line just go up there get it done and then let's take our shot at penn state who kind of looked like butt this weekend so i don't know i mean there's not really much else to say. Like, it, any well, chance at, at a decent season counts on you going and winning at Northwestern. Period. End of sentence. Stuff. Yes,
3: they have to do that. But Michigan became maybe a little bit more of a possibility of a win with what's Ooh, going. There.
4: that's spicy! Like yeah. the guy on the sideline, whose whole job is to uh, to steal signs. And-, and their
5: defense has been pretty damn dominant in the past few years. They're number yes. one right now. They're number one in the country right now in total defense. What happens they send, if they stop stealing
3: signs? Then the what? Astros.
5: It's like the Astros when they won the World Series, right?
4: Yep. Well, and, and like the Astros, they are obviously quite talented on defense and they should be near the top. But uh, you know, when you start when you start adding in the fact they might be stealing signs and have a whole system for it, you know, there's this this news about how this this guy apparently had gone to other program stadiums and Randomly decided to get tickets there, you know, to watch the games and steal signs. Apparently, you know, he's got his little cheat sheet on the standing next to Harbaugh with the headset. So there's a lot going on there. That's very interesting. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll see how it all, how it all works out. But, um, if you haven't paid any attention to that story, it's it's certainly fascinating it's and I would guarantee you that they are not the only program that is doing some form of that. I mean, you know, as 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 our as our uh, my redneck friends uh, in NASCAR like to say, uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know what I mean? So I think there's a there's a line that can't be crossed and I'm sure, you know, we'll see where all that goes. But it's also the NCAA, so a strongly worded letter from the principal might be enough to get them to just be like, oh, I don't know, we're not going to mess with Michigan because that's one of our one of our big tickets. So we'll, well see. Harbaugh already got dinged once this year for recruiting violations. Yeah. Two, It'll be, be interesting. It'll be, be interesting just to see how it, how it works out. It seems like hard.
3: he's going to be gone after this year with all this stuff.
4: That's a yeah. lot to. We've said that it's every off season
5: point of leaving like six different times. You add these two, this is God, this is, a, it's just, it has to end. It's I feel crazy. like every,
4: every it's January, or
5: something, you know,
4: Every January we have the same conversation about Harbaugh's going to leave for the pros. Yeah, this year has more scandal
5: involved though.
4: It does feel like feel like maybe a Pete Carroll scenario where eventually mm-hmm. it's just like the you know you're the frog in the boiling water and it's getting a little too hot, maybe it's time to skedaddle before anything really comes down, but I don't know who knows.
3: A reminder: In just a couple of minutes, we're going to have three members of the athletic department with us. Ticket sales, NIL, maybe we can get into donors, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes.
4: Please send us your questions.
3: Send some questions in the chat room if you got. It. We got a lot of people watching right now. Do us a favor: subscribe for us, give us a like, all that stuff. Hit the bell if you want notifications. All of those things. I did not update any percentages this week. They didn't play, so I didn't feel like the Updating the entire sheet was really worth doing. All of that, it's Dare all basically. Queen's percentage anybody cares about right now. Dare Queen, yes, is <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we
4: we don't need to bury the lead too much here. I mean, like I said, it hopefully Maybe they'll ask go this, and they'll, ask the
5: Terrapin Club people about Derek Queen. See if they have any hot skips for it.
4: That's right. Yeah they'll they'll give us the they'll give us the the news from uh, Xfinity. <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, I mean, really the, the thing with football, like hopefully we'll come back next week. It'll be nice if they can go get that win, get bowl eligible six and two Penn State at home. They're doing the gold out. Everybody's supposed to wear gold clothing. If you got it, if you don't go and buy some, it's the stuff looks great, frankly.
3: It's going to look like an LSU game, that stadium, then
4: it's going to look really weird. There's going to be a lot of white. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 I don't know. They usually wear white, I think, when they when they travel. But I don't know. Uh. I haven't. Uh, I try not to think too much about those people.
5: Win one of those two. Just find a way to be Penn State or Michigan. That's,
4: that's certainly a that. that's be certainly a- done.
5: But yes, man, they need that in the worst way, in terms of the energy, fan energy. Not to say, I mean, that sounds like i When you say that, it sounds like you're talking about a program that's been losing every year and isn't on the upswing, like they have been. But the upswing hasn't fully translated. You know with the fan base yet because of one of those wins.
4: Right. And the issue is if you can, if you win one of those games, you can take what is a seven and five or an eight and four and supersize it. Right. I mean, that's going to, you know, that's not going to be your average eight and four. If one of those is Penn state or, or um, Michigan, you know, that that's, that's one of the next steps the program needs to take. And you got two of these teams they're they're very good teams, but they're at home. And you feel like with Talia's last year here, if you're gonna do it, you need to do it now. So, um, you know, Northwestern's first, and boy, I'm just as worried about that as I am about anything else. Because
5: I think they'll smash. I think they'll they'll roll. Hopefully, a reason it's a 14 point. I mean, it, that sounds funny because it was a 14 point spread against Illinois, but going on the road after that loss, you know, that loss changes the calculations involved in the point spread. So,
4: right. And Northwestern's a funky team. They seem to play teams really well in the first half and then fade. So, you know, you really want to try and get on them early and not let them get any confidence and kind of go from there.
6: So
3: Now we're going to welcome to the show three members of the athletic department. We have yeah. with us. It's getting crowded Brown, in here. The assistant AD for ticket operations, Mark Cormack, general manager for ticket sales, and Matt Monroe, associate AD, charge of donor experience and development operations. Thank you guys for joining us. Welcome.
7: Thanks, guys. Glad to be hey, here. Guys.
3: Yeah, this is my well, Brady bunch. I know. We're <laughs> testing the limits of our system here. This is the first time we've had this many people on the... I personally
4: course. don't understand how you guys can work under Matt Monroe. He's just a slave driver. <laughs> He's terrible to work with. Really just, just the worst.
7: Ma- Marie, Marie actually, Marie and I worked, worked together for the last... 15 years but not now now she's she's in charge of her own shop so ah, I, I see they it? got out, yeah. they got out from under
4: the puppet master I see <laughs> I like it <laughs>
7: so we have
3: all yeah. of you guys here from the ticket operations from the athletic department and I'm just gonna start off with the big elephant in the room the thing that everybody talks about every week when the football games happen. The attendance is not where I want every Saturday. We see these other stadiums around the country full of fans, sometimes over a hundred thousand in Maryland struggles with it. What can we do as a group, you guys and us and everybody else, what can we do to improve that? What's going on there? Any What's of you guys.
0: Tuesday,
8: <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think, you know, you, you definitely t- touch on a, on an important thing. I think we're making progress. And we're going to continue to go in the right – we're going in the right direction. So I just actively reach out to our fans. You know, just come on over. We've got some great promotions going on and some, you know, opportunities to get in the stands. So,
5: You I guys think- seeing the um, – but it seems like there is an increase last year and then this year with, the, you know, the team doing better. Is that accurate? It definitely is.
6: Yeah, I mean, we're we're up about 20% in season ticket holders in in football and and men's basketball from last year to this year. So, um nice. definitely upward trajectory and uh we've got a lot of things cooking for uh you know, both the the last two games, uh the football season and going into basketball and and the future schedule. So, um we we're, we're real upbeat uh, inside our office and, uh, and looking forward to, uh, you know, seeing a full stadium uh, here for uh, for years to come for sure.
5: What's the ticket situation looking like for the um, Michigan and Penn state games?
8: They're going in the right direction. Uh, Our goal is to have sellouts. That's, that is, is our goal. And that's what we're, you know, we're working towards and hopefully, we'll get to those. We'll, we'll see them and and we'll see the reflection in the stands as well. Not necessarily just.
5: Visiting
4: fans.
8: Yes. Not just visiting fans, (laughs) Maryland fans in the stands.
4: Ooh, it rhymes too. I like that. Um, so we've moved to full mobile ticketing. And I will say from my perspective, I'm 43, so I'm not exactly a, you know, the springest chicken in the world, but I've been able to figure it out and transfer tickets, do all that stuff really easily. What's been the reception to that? And is that now moving forward across everything? Is that across the board? And then what do you see the future in terms of being able to deal with ticketing and make this stuff easier for the fan?
8: I would say, I, th- I think it's been... Pretty positive. There's definitely been a handful of fans that um, initially were a little um, a little standoffish to it, um, but overall, it's been pretty positive. It's added, you know, that customer service factor of being able to transfer. Um, you don't have lost tickets anymore, so there's definitely the pluses. I think the the piece of it was just change. Um, and I think our unit has done really well at rolling it out and communicating it and just working with our fans if they need a little extra um step by step for for the that initial. Once they've done it once, we've we've heard pretty rave reviews, especially with our parking going digital this year. So that piece of it really the 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 no longer losing them and having to deal with getting them replaced and having to mail things to people. So I would say across the board, yes, we'll continue to work to improve it. We've had some new features this year um, for those that are just getting their men's basketball season tickets uh, where it's called an all-in-one feature where you just have to download your tickets once instead of 17 or 18 times. Um, So that has been... Very well received so far. Yes,
4: that scared me to death. <laughs> but like it once once I got to the second game and they let me in, I figured out okay, we're gonna be we're gonna be all
7: right. So <laughs> yeah, I was on the phone with somebody today and they're like, I thought I had to download all the games. I'm like, no, you just, just hit download once and it'll automatically appear for you. So pretty simple. It definitely noticed that the games uh it- like more
3: vibrancy, just an excitement around everything. So, yeah, definitely feel feel things moving in that right direction. Matt, you are Associate AD in charge of donor experience, develop operations. It sounds like does that cross into the NIL world a little bit because donors are now being asked to, to – You my question, NIL. Larry.
5: I had that one all <laughs> teed up. <laughs> <laughs> so –
3: how much does it overlap and like, are there times when you say, Hey, yeah, you could donate to the athletic department or you could donate to the turtle NIL. How do you guys, how does that working right now?
7: Yeah, definitely. And it, it's a major priority for us. NIL, you know, has become, um, you know, the focal point of, of college athletics, certainly. And, you know, what we're trying to do to remain competitive and, in, in, you know, the big 10 and, and on a national landscape. So it comes up in every conversation that we have with donors and um, in, in terms of like the different areas that you can give your money to. And it, it's, it's become a priority. I think uh, you guys are aware that we recently rolled out, uh, you know, a one Maryland collective, which kind of, um, you know, puts everything into one, into one bucket so that um, everyone can, can donate towards that one fund and, you know, combines the turtle NIL and TBIAF and, and hard shell um, kind of together. And there's different models in terms of where they can give their money. So, if somebody wanted to give their money um, and just have a tax-deductible donation. You could do that. Um, there's also a membership type of model where you can give, you know, $25, 50 a hundred dollars, and and get some uh, get some benefits from that. Uh, you know, with some some swag and some other things. So, there's there's a couple of different areas that you can you can support um, through NIL. Um, there's still you know obviously changes throughout the. Throughout the uh, country, and you know, different states have different laws, and we're still trying to, to figure that piece out and how we do that on a daily basis. But definitely a major priority for us, and one of the things that, again, we talk to donors every day about uh, as a as a, an additional way that you can support. And then what about,
5: obviously, Terrapin Club, separate entity, not going toward NIL. Why should people support the Terrapin Club, or do you have any new uh- – donor, you know, sign up promotions or what, what's going on with the terra
7: Club right now? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for uh, bringing that up, Jeff. So, you know, we're we're just trying to get as much support as we possibly can. So and and trying to get people at, at even the, you know, our starting level is fifty five dollars. We do have a promotion going on right now, um, you know, kind of a monthly model of five dollars a month. You sign up, you start getting benefits right away. Um, that's going throughout the month of October um, for the, for the next week. And, you know, what we're trying to do is, is make sure that people have a, a tremendous experience for the amount of money they're given. Um, you know, and that could be anywhere from, from the lowest level to, to the highest level, uh, making sure that they understand that their donor, their dollars are going to support our overall student athlete experience from the scholarships to nutrition, to, um, everything that they, everything that they do on a daily basis um so also looking at you know understanding that we're going to steward them in a way throughout throughout the throughout the length of their time as a donor um understanding that we need to make sure that they're their value for their donor and they understand where the money is going um but uh you know we we were up last year about 8% um uh, from the year before coming off of you know kind of a low point with with covid um we're looking at uh, our goal is to grow that over 10% so about a 20% um you know, in a two-year basis. So we're on track to to do that. Uh, We haven't done a ton of soliciting so far because we really start ramping up with our end-of-the-year giving. So we'll start doing that here towards the end of the calendar year. But uh, yeah, we have that promotion going on right now. So any any new donors um, that can go on for $5 a month and again, start getting those benefits right away through our donor experience program, you know, single game parking benefits, all that, all that stuff that uh, we provide in addition to obviously the money going to, to support our student athletes. And the 8% growth when converted
5: to Maryland fans is like 45% growth.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a slow crawl, but I, I think we're, we, we put everything in, in, in place to try to try to get there. You know, we're, um, I, I think the backstage pass program that we have is, is pretty unique. There's only a few schools that the country that, that do it the way that we do it. And I think we probably have more experiences than, than any of the ones that I, that I've seen or, or, uh, been a part of. So, um, definitely excited about that. And, um, the things that uh, wait for us in the future as we, as we throw this thing where between tickets and, and, and donations and, and drive it to, to, we all, we're, we're, we all know where it can go.
5: Where do they go to sign up?
7: Um, I can, uh, if, if you guys have like a, a link or anything like that, I can, I can do it. It's a special link, uh, so I can, I can either send that to you or Harvard, whatever the best way to get that over to you guys. Okay.
4: All right. So I got two questions, boys. So let me cook for a second here. Um, first of all, uh, I've been a big proponent, and Matt has heard me talk about this way too much over the last 20 years or so, um, about the fact that Maryland, it doesn't have an established donor culture. Uh, whereas you go from a student to a graduate and then begin to feel like, that's when you start the donation process. Maybe it's two bucks a month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. And then as you get older, you start getting more interested in benefits that are more interesting. You have the the ability to give more. Um, so what are you guys doing now to be able to target current students and recent graduates to kind of continue to build that culture that we, that we honestly just haven't had in, a, in my experience here and kind of build that out. So you've got a lot more people giving less money instead of kind of counting on much older people giving more money?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I think that a couple of things, I'll start with students first, you know, it it really starts with education and educating our students of what the Terrapin Club is, what it does, what it supports. Um, so try to get in front of them as, as much as possible. So we're in the process of uh, looking to develop uh, a marketing plan, specifically geared towards students and young graduates. We do have a young alumni program. So it's, First five years out of school, first year out of school, it's $25, second year 50 75 And once you get to that fifth year, it's $125, which is almost up to the to the silver giving level that, that we have. So we do have an established young alumni program to where you know we we have you know specific benefits, whether it's you know ticket, ticket based or um, some events that they can take part in um, throughout the year. But our focus uh, will will be at a marketing plan specifically for students so that we can, again, kind of build that culture that you're talking about when they're students. And then by the time they graduate, they completely understand and say, oh, I need to be a donor. Right. Um, or finding a pathway while they're students to become a, to become a donor while they're actually a um, in, in undergrad. So so we're working on that right now. Hopefully we'll be able to um, put that in into play over the next six to 12 months.
6: Yeah, I think uh, to Matt's point also, um, having the, the students engage
7: with us uh, is
6: huge. We send out post-game surveys after every single game, and uh, there there's a, a question to denote, you know, who you are. And our sales and service team, um, we are making a concentrated effort on uh, reaching out to, to everybody um, who, who leaves good and, and, um, and negative remarks, but, um, the, the students and, and young alumni are, um, vital, uh, for us to reach out to. And Matt said, uh, education is a huge part of it. And, and that's, that's our job, um, to, to educate these students, young alumni, um, and, and follow up with them, let them know what they get, um, you know, for, for their membership dollars and, you know, what they are supporting. So, um, huge concentrated effort that that has started here recently for us and and will only grow uh, as our sales team grows as well. Well,
5: It's been a long time since Maryland internally focused both on the long play like Matt said with donors and cultivating and then also on the fan experience and feedback so you guys have you guys have figured out the formula to you know build it back.
6: We're, We're working on it for sure. Great! You guys are
5: doing a great job. It
3: was the the game day experience from the the scoreboard, the lighting system, the sound system, all of that stuff has made it so much better. Like it's really awesome. You can see that difference. People are coming enjoying their time even if Maryland maybe doesn't win, but like It is very noticeable. It's I mean, very I, noticeable. I, me, you guys are doing a said, great job.
4: My me and my old heads have been doing this a long time and like it's it's been a very it's been yeah. a very yeah. noticeable change in, in, in the attitude and the, the game day experience. And I'm hoping be given with the good student attendance at football. And I'm sure there will be a basketball, too, that that'll that'll help carry over too. Um, my last question would be this. Um, we're at the end of what's been, you know, 10, 15 years of, of some really big capital campaigns in terms of the Jones Hill House. We just started breaking ground on the Basketball Performance Center. Um, to do uh, upgrades to the field hockey and softball stadiums, I believe. Um, so we're also balancing that with being able to deal with the NIL situation, which as we're seeing is like a blinking flashing alarm going off. I imagine in every coach's head, especially Michael Oxley and Kevin Willard right now. So from your perspective, how are you able to manage trying to raise money for these capital campaigns versus nil and then what are we looking at down the line in terms of what you guys are planning you know for upgrades uh, you know we talked about a men's soccer stadium i think as long as i've been alive um things like that other improvements need to be made so what's what's on the what's on the docket and then how are you managing those asks from your perspective i know you're not asking directly for nil but it's a part of the puzzle now and i know it's it's certainly uh vital every moment to get more of that money and so
7: yeah, no, no question about it, Paul. And I, I really think that it, it gets down to listening and, and figuring out what the donor wants and what they what they care about. And you know, because some people are are wanting, um, they they enjoy having a, a name on on a building or, or on an office, and, and they want to give towards that particular project, or they have a passion for for that side. Um, there's others that have a again have a passion for directly supporting student athletes, you know, um, through through NIL. So I really think you have to get to know them um, personally uh, on, on, a, on a very personal level so you can understand what makes them tick and what makes them want to give their money um, because it's different for everybody. Um, you know, again, some people um, are, are are for those things and some people are not. But I really think it's, it's starting with building the relationship, understanding who they are, and then that way you, you can – um, you know, guide them in the right direction when they have specific questions on where do you want me to donate. So, uh, and that
4: does feel like a bit of a change from years past. I remember I was on the uh, board of directors for the Maryland Gridiron Network back in the day, and there would be fights about dollars. One, you know, one organization or one arm feels like that dollar being spent there is taking a dollar from them. So it does feel like this is getting consolidated a little bit, and and it's it's much more of a like, okay, well, what what matters to you.
7: Yeah, we 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 want people to support in any avenue that they want, right? It could be if you're a fan of, of our women's lacrosse program and you want to donate directly to su- support their operating fund, absolutely, right? If you want to donate to the Terrapin Club, if you want to donate to NIL. Um, so so yes, making it making it more of, of a holistic um, athletic department feel versus you know it's it's not siloed. It shouldn't be siloed, and and hopefully we'll be able to start seeing the success of that um, you know, as you said, you know, there, there shouldn't be competing entities. Well, and, in, have- and what, what, hold on,
4: Larry, I'm not done with them. Um, <laughs> I promised Kirby, I would give, I would give Matt a hard time. Um, uh, what else is, is there anything you can announce in terms of capital projects that are coming down the pike that people should be looking for, or perhaps looking in terms of, uh, donations and things of that nature?
7: Um, we don't have anything that, uh, we're going to announce right now, but I can tell you the ones that are going on that we're actively, um, fundraising for. Um, so as you guys know, we broke ground on basketball performance center, um, back in June. Um, but we're still fundraising for, for that project, uh, field hockey and lacrosse complex, which is, uh, almost done. Uh, very, very close to being fully, fully complete and done. Um, baseball and softball hitting facilities, uh, both, both of those are, uh, we're actively fundraising for those. Um, and, you know, there, there's a number of, di- of di- different programs that are going to benefit from all these different facilities. Um, but I would imagine that in the near future, we might have a couple others. I just don't, uh, can't announce them right right now. Fair enough. And you, uh, last Donors pay to get their names on buildings. We're not like really
5: balling at that level. But how much would me and Larry have to give to have Paul's name put on a urinal
6: at the new...
7: <laughs> um I'll, I'll have to run that by our uh our, our naming committee but we'll uh we'll take a look we'll, we'll get, give me we'll get give me out. a number give me a number we'll, we'll, i'll we'll
4: definitely get your number no doubt
5: get in touch with
4: yeah, you me you're
3: you we just get one of those little like plastic
4: sticky a little metal yeah. stick no i don't through. want i don't want a cake i want like my name <laughs> on the urinal like <laughs> <I> mean, not, <laughs> not in the, not in the danger zone, just in the <laughs> vicinity. You know, what I mean, we so can we think like about
7: optimization. So we'll we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah, we, just, you're
4: you're thinking about me when you're you're you know <laughs> relieving yourself. We
3: That's have cool. a lot of people in the chat room. Just so you know, they're already giving lots of compliments about the game day experience and about just so you guys know, a lot of positive feedback. And I'm sure there's going to be more. Many more people listen to the podcast and everything after this live show. So uh, expect more of that. We end every interview with fill in the blank. Normally we do five. There's three of you. So I'm doing two each. We got six this week. I'm going to give you six rapid fire questions. You say the first thing that comes to your mind and I'll, I'll say who it is. Marie, your favorite memory of Terp sports is. Ooh,
8: my first national championship with men's soccer back in 2005.
3: Nice, Mark. Your favorite all-time Terp is
6: Boomer Seisen. Matt, cool.
3: like it. your best project you've been a part of in the eighty Depo- in the athletic department at Maryland was? Um, I would say Jones Hill House. Okay, Marie. The best ticket-selling non-revenue sport is
8: not getting me on that one. They're <laughs> all great.
7: Uh, okay you guys you guys can take a guess (laughs) you
3: will you
4: will be you'll be graded on this tomorrow uh,
5: (laughs) mark the next time
3: the capacity at maryland stadium will change will be up or down
6: oh i can't say i can't (laughs) say do you know and you're not allowed to say or we discuss a lot of things constantly
4: internally okay i like that kind of deflection That's
3: one for Matt. The number of times you've called Sergey Brin and begged him for dollars
5: is.
4: I don't have his phone number, but
7: (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably call.
4: We should probably get on that. Can you Google chat him or something? I don't know. uh,
5: Sergey at
7: Google.com. Yeah, what are the kids doing these days? I know it's being worked at a a much higher level than than, than where I'm at.
4: There are no higher levels than you, Matt Monroe. (laughs) Plenty,
7: plenty. (laughs) all right guys well
3: thank you so much uh we're all we're all on your side backing you guys we love what you're doing let us know if there's any way we can help give us links give us you know phone numbers whatever would what have you emails everything any way we can help you guys we're all um, yeah we're all um, loving what you guys are doing and and thank you very much for joining us and thanks for the great job you're doing
6: yeah, thank we, you guys. From we your, uh, we, 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 from we appreciate you guys having plans, us, on. Michigan and uh, Penn State. Yeah,
7: yeah. Thanks for all you guys do to support and uh, promote our program. It's, it's fantastic.
6: Absolutely. Thank you guys. Get back thank to me you. on that number.
7: Yeah, <laughs> we will.
3: Yeah, and Mark, I want to. I want a private text on that stadium change. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you got to <it>, learn. <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> all right. <laughs> it'll be. It'll be. You know, on backgrounds. It's fine. Yeah. We won't you say won't anything. Right? you. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't tell Matt anything.
7: Yeah. Thank
6: you, guys. <laughs>
7: thanks, right, guys. Thanks, guys. Take, Take care.
3: All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I hit I hit him hard on the first one. I felt a little bad about it. I feel like they they felt like
4: I was attacking him. But well, it's I, just it's, it's it's tough when you, you have you three people because like, you don't know who to answer. Right? You know that's what everybody wants to know about. That. You
5: wound up on that
4: sucker though. You were like, and there
5: are so many schools, and so many more. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of fans. It's it really true. You know, so how do we get this to stop being such an
4: embarrassing? <laughs> I was like, I did. I, I was just looking at the faces. I'm like, oh, man, they're just going to like, oh, I don't know. Bad reception, true. Wi-Fi. It needed
3: to be asked.
4: Yeah. I'm sorry. No, you, I have,
3: la- you have ticketing people in the athletic department on. That is the number one issue.
4: No, that is Maryland, they, we we would, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't just, you know, lay it out there because that that's what people complain about, so it's worth asking the question. They they handled it as well as possible, I think. And I followed it
3: up with many compliments by the way too, which they deserve.
5: Sure. And they they're they're doing their jobs. They're far more ambitious and forward-thinking than their predecessors. I think in Maryland which just been stale yeah. forever. They're, they're actually being proactive like they were talking about getting feedback from students and, you know, the game they experience and, and building donors from when they're young. You know, that's something Maryland has not done for years because whoever's been in charge generally of the Terrapin Club has just been, you know, trying Going, to get they, they go back
4: to the same 25 or 50 yeah. people who give a lot of money. Not, and
5: Not long-term cultivation, just trying to scrounge up, you know. Well, we anyways, talked about so we're
4: that and. The yeah, students. I mean i've I've been in I've been in the weeds and that stuff for a long time, and it this is a good staff, and they've got a good direction, and you know it, it's worth getting. It, it, I mean, excited. Nobody's excited about development, but like, <laughs> you should feel more <laughs> confident in that. And that your dollars that you are giving are going to to yeah. good places. Sure if you went to like
5: care. a development conference, they'd probably be excited at some point. They're yeah. doing a great job. They
2: are it's doing a, a great lots job. of
4: lots of uh you know. You know big time uh, management buzzwords going on back yeah. there. I Imagine
3: another person who does a great job is but it's ne- Walt here. Our next oh, guest, it's Chris, come our on, next man. guest who does a great job as the color analyst for the Maryland Terrapins radio network. Welcome to the show, Chris. How you doing?
9: I'm doing good. Good to see you guys
3: again. Yes, it's and always great to have you at least twice, three times a
5: year, two times. What do you think, Jeff? What's the average? Oh, I don't even know. Chris is the, the OG of IMS Radio, really. <laughs> That's right. The OG. You know. It's been
4: ten. Well, uh, well, well, Chris, Chris, what did you order from Doordash tonight? For the uh,
5: I knew you'd,
9: I knew you'd pull that one up. <laughs> uh, actually, was dinner was an hour and a half ago. I just, you know, what I have to be lot on my feet for you guys.
4: I like that. I like that. Let it digest. You there know, you like get get work yourself through the system. Ready to there go. You go. I like oh. it.
3: Paul loves bringing up the DoorDash. It was it was an iconic moment. It was I brilliant. <laughs> it, I was
4: I have not been impressed by anybody else's performance on the show. It was either
5: brilliant or it was a commentary on how important we are. One,
4: well, Souter you know, did the same yeah.
5: thing, right?
3: Souter he was at the bar drinking margaritas, like it's very similar, right? Yeah. Oh,
9: I think the margaritas would trump DoorDash uh, in my book, but that's just yeah. That's it impressive. was just your
4: ability to like give the answer while like getting the food and talking to the guy. Yeah. You were before. exchanging like, that money. Was, and that like, was yeah. impressive. That was good. Anything for you guys.
3: <laughs> Chris, how was your summer? Did, did you actually go to Italy with the team or no? No. Nah, okay. Again,
9: uh, summer off season was good. I was telling Jeff, I, I had some surgery right at the end of the season. I had my, a knee replaced it, uh, it late. Uh, let's see. It was, I guess it was late April. And so oh, I was that down, old? For the, down for the count for a couple of months. What's that? I said you're that old? You know what, it's the miles. It's the miles, you know, all (laughs) the playing. You know, you you also, um, I still have collateral damage from standing and coaching all those years. You know, sometimes my back acts up and it's just a sort of a function of being on your feet for four hours at a time, you know, moving. And it's just so it's all those things have added up. And and here I am, you know, Uh, but I feel great. Uh, It was a good move for me. And um, back to doing everything that I was doing, you know, a couple of years ago, but that's all good. Summer was great. It went by really fast, though.
3: And you heard, you obviously heard about the team in Italy over the summer. It was a very productive trip and they looked very good, correct? That's what we're hearing from everybody.
9: Yeah. I don't, you know, I always kind of curious about the uh, level of comp that you get over there, you know, and you do it for, way more reasons than the level of comp you know to be quite honest with you first of all it's a great recruiting pitch you know to be able to tell your kids you're going to italy you're going to greece you're going to spain whatever that is and then uh, you know you in this day and age of the portal there's just so little continuity that you you know any opportunity that you have to sort of get these guys to gel a little bit you know one of the things they took advantage
2: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news.
9: When you go on a f- summer trip, you're allowed by NCAA rule ten days of practice in advance of the trip, and um, so I was over there this summer watching them practice in advance of that. And man, those those are invaluable to be able to have full scale practices in a situation like that. That's um, can't put a, a price tag on that. So there are a lot of reasons to do it. I think everything went really well, and and obviously they smoked pretty much everybody they played.
5: So I feel like this team is being underrated nationally. I know that makes me sound like a homer maybe a little bit, but, you know, you got two of the top ten players in the Big Ten, according to the preseason vote. Dante Scott sounds like he had an amazing offseason. Do you agree? It, do you feel like that they've got – I mean, they did, they're did. they not being completely overlooked. They were third in the Big Ten poll, but just what are your thoughts on the outlook?
9: You know, I think that any more – any preseason prognostications are just – it's kind of uh... – you know, dark board stuff where you just you know you throw it wherever it lies. You know, I mean, I, there's been there's so much movement and there everybody is is different than they were last year. You know, it's great that Maryland has a core of those three guys, Dante Scott and obviously Juju and JY. Um, but you know, there are a lot of you know, there are a lot of new parts. Uh, you know, I, I, Ian Martinez is gone. I, you know, I think he, he probably would have been a starter here this year in spite of I knew you've got two good freshmen and they're certainly going to get playing time. But so you, you miss a guy like that. You miss Hakeem Hart. You know, I, I, I uh, sat at the at practice yesterday with an NBA guy who, um, he would have been to Villanova the day before. And I said, how's Hakeem playing? And he looked at me and said, well, he's Hakeem. You know, he, he does a little bit of everything. He said, um, he's like their sixth best player, but he's, you know, he'll get, he's like a sixth starter for them. And then in the next breath, he was telling me what the Villanova players were making through NIL. And that is astounding what, you know, the, the bank that they've got up there and, you know, their best players making about 850, um, which is big time money. But, um, so at any rate, they'll miss those guys. And But back to your question, Jeff, I, I just think it's all a crapshoot. I, I think that right now you're just kind of guessing a little bit. I like where the Terps are. I love how hard they play. They do a lot of things really well. Um, and I love the energy that the two freshmen bring. They, they're completely different players and both uh, provide something that the team was missing, Um you know, Deshante, You know, Deshaun, Deshaun is just a, you know, he's a, he's a turbo is what he is. He's just relentless. You know, he's not the most skilled kid in the world, but he's got the greatest motor possible. Um, you know, uh, the other kid, Jamie just seems to think that every shot he takes is going in and he's just fearless. He'll take a shot from anywhere, any kind of shot. He's just, he's a very gifted offensive player. So, so both those guys give them, you know, elements that, that they really, really needed. And as a result, they're both going to play a lot of minutes. And that's why it's a little bit of a crapshoot, too. You know, you got two, two freshmen playing big-time minutes in power five. And so that comes with it, you know,
4: some, some some questions. So, Chris, I know last year going into the season, one of our big concerns was you had a couple, right? The first was three-point shooting. Where was that going to come from? And the second really was big man depth. It feels like they've solved one of those problems. You know, if CSR can be a serviceable big guy, Geronimo can play kind of as a as a smaller four, depending on situational uh, stuff. But three-point shooting, man, it, it's the one thing that, that, that worries me a little bit. Is that an issue for you? And what else do you see about this team that's going to tell you early on in the season whether you think they're going to be pretty good or not?
9: Well, I, I think it's the development of guys like Geronimo,
4: uh,
9: quite honestly. I think those guys... You know what the book is on Dante and and J.Y. and and, uh, Julian. It's the development of the next wave. It's it's, Geronimo, you know, played. uh, They were telling me when they in the scrimmage against Cincinnati that, you know, he played basically four different spots for them. They went up there without a couple of big guys. Geronimo had to play some five when Julian went out and he was pretty serviceable. So um, you can't have enough guys like that. And of course, obviously the more, more positions you're able to play the harder it is to take you off the court. There's always a spot there for you somewhere. So the, the development of those guys, I would say three point shooting is one of the things that, you know, that has to get better. I was watching practice yesterday. Dante Scott must've hit 10 in a row during the course of scrimmage, you know, up and down, playing up and down. Jameer shooting the ball. Well, Uh, you know, like I said, the freshman, you know, Deshaun is not a great shooter at this point in time, sort of wills the ball in, but, um, I think they've got enough of that. I think they've got enough of, of everything. In terms of the d- big man depth, you know, they've, they've been, had some issues with injuries here this fall. Uh, yesterday, Callum was out. He's got some kind of a hamstring tweak. It doesn't appear to be that serious. And Matty, uh Treora was, was – uh, he was practicing yesterday, but the previous time I'd gone there, he was not practicing. So those guys have been in and out of the lineup. I love the way Callum looks physically. You know, he's got – He's got a real chest and shoulders on him, and he 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 looks the part. So, and uh, he
4: has the attitude. Like that wasn't the issue.
9: Yeah, you know he's, yeah. he's he. You know what he 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 was undaunted when he got a chance to play last year, and uh, just got to get him healthy. And you got to get these guys reps early in the season too. You know, Maddie is one of those guys. He's just a so gifted athletically. He's like a guy that you just don't find a lot on your roster, and you got to find him some minutes somehow, some way. Six, eight. Nine minutes, get him into the flow of games, let him protect the rim, you know, uh, you know, maybe get some dunks out on the break because he will get out on the break. And uh, so they've got some options for sure. And uh, I think Willard really likes the fact that he's got the depth this year that he didn't have last year.
3: Chris, I'm curious about the uh, the long term program building under Willard and the way he's, he's going to build the program off to a great start, obviously, with the freshman class coming in this year and hopefully following that up with a good one next year with a couple of guys. How do you foresee that going for him in the long term? Do you think he's going to be getting these two or three really big players every year, supplementing with some, uh, with some transfers and maybe some lower-ranked guys that he builds up? Is, is that going to be the pattern for him?
9: Well, I mean, you kind of have to ask him that, but I I would guess that's probably what he's thinking. If he can get some local kids, I think it's really important to him and for him that he, you know, get these local guys. Uh, He was able to keep Deshaun and uh, Jamie here locally. And then, you know, if he's able to get uh, Derek Queen, who was on campus, you know, those are big-time recruits for for Maryland. So that's a big part. I just don't think that the traditional way of building a program – is, is quite as relevant as it, as it once was. And for a lot of reasons, I just think that um, the prevalence of so many kids in the portal allow you to find, you know, college level players, guys who've proven themselves. They also cost less than some of the freshmen. You know, if you're bringing in a transfer and that's, it's a part of the equation, it's like managing the salary cap, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I just I don't know that you're ever going to go about it as you did, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. Um, But, you know, bringing in local guys, particularly some, you know, a a couple of young guys every year. Certainly, that's a big part of the
5: plan moving forward. And Chris, you think having more depth this year, it seems like they should be able to, you know, Willard's talked a little bit about how last year he only had a certain number of guys to roll with. You think that'll lead to him playing more you know pressing more going more up tempo up tempo having bodies and more size to run out there
9: yeah I, I you know I really haven't seen too much in the way of pressure and practice but I have seen a lot more pace and I've seen a lot of very competitive practices because these guys because you do have more depth and um you know you got guys playing on the second team that think that they should their first team players you know so um yeah, I think it's clearly there's a lot more depth. Um, and I, I think that, you know, I think that you'll see Willard sort of figure that out. You know, usually when you get to the conference play, you kind of you shorten the bench a little bit. You get it to eight maybe. Uh, I don't know that that's the case. I think he's really comfortable with nine, ten guys. And, and you may see him keep that kind of, you know, that kind of approach for most
4: of the year. So, Chris, um, there's been a lot of talk about um certain guys during the offseason you know everybody gets hyped up right geronimo's the one guy that seems to get pulled up you look at his stats four points a game you know a couple boards not super great shooting stats um what are you seeing or hearing behind the scenes about him as a breakout player and if there's another guy that maybe we're not talking enough about of when you're kind of projecting how the season's going to look
9: no i mean is one of those guys that uh Because he does so much, he's always going to be a coach's dream, you know, because he can fill in so many places. He's also just an absurd athlete. Uh, Just uh, crazy how how easily he gets up. And he looks to me like, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. You guys, when you come to a game, he looks to me like if you put on 15, 20 pounds on him, he'd be an NFL tight end. You've got the lower body is unbelievably strong um, and just cut up. And, uh, you know, he's that way. I don't know that he's ever going to be, you know, like a double double guy. I don't see that. But what I see is a guy who helps you in in a lot of different ways. Um, They certainly have upped their athletic IQ, that athletic quotient from last year um, with Harris Smith and with Maddie and and Geronimo is much more athletic top to bottom than it was last year. Um, In terms of a breakout guy, you know, I say, say both freshmen are candidates, uh, you know, they're, they're in completely different ways. Uh, you know, if you let Deshaun go to his left, he's going to dunk on you. And if you, you know, you leave Kaiser open he's just going to, he's just going to fill it, you know? So, you know, those are guys and it, I think it's easy. Isn't it kind of easy? That's those are the guys that most people pick as breakouts. The guys that we've never seen play in the uniform. (laughs) It's backup
4: quarterback syndrome, right?
9: Yeah. And and, which is a shame too, because you know, one of the guys who's looked great, Julian Reese looks, he seems to get every rebound in practice. And now he's playing against real players. You know, last year he was getting every rebound in practice, but he's playing against a young Callum and, you know, and he was just kicking everybody's ass, you know? So now he's kicking everybody's ass and playing against quality guys. So, Uh, You know, you sort of take that for granted. I've read uh, Kevin, I've read Willard's praise of Julian, you know, and he's gushes about the player he's become. Uh, And so you kind of take those guys for granted. Unfortunately, I, I we will see. I don't see the hype, uh, you know, and I, I'm not, I don't, the the hype about uh, Deshaun being a first round pick is sort of beyond me at this point in time, one, because he's never played a, had a minute in the uniform, but secondly, I just don't know that he's got the skill level just yet. But if he does, if he isn't, ends up being a first-round pick, it will mean that he had a monster year and this team had a monster year along with it. So if if it does end up happening, I, I would guess it's for a lot of good reasons for Maryland fans. Chris, you were talking about Villanova's
3: nil and a sort of a a little sadness overcame me when you said that because Maryland doesn't have that. We got a good question in the chat about it too. What's the program ceiling at the current NIL level (laughs) is Maryland's competing against these other schools. Is Maryland always going to be a second-class citizen in this regard? Are they going to be fighting an uphill battle or is it going to be level playing
9: field? Well, I don't think the Terps, I don't think that that Maryland will ever be in a situation. Well, I, I won't say never, but you know, there are ways away from a situation like Villanova where you can pay six guys several hundred thousand dollars a year, but you can, you can pony up for selective guys, you know, and you can, you can make it equitable. I think there are a lot of reasons beyond money. You know, you just have to be competitive in that area. And then, uh, you know, let some of the other trappings of the program take over the building, the conference, you know, all that stuff, it certainly helps. Uh, You know, it needs to get better. And and Kevin Willard has spent untold hours beating the bushes. You know, I've been at a bunch of the events, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies and, you know, raising money. And he is brutally honest with people about, you know, we need we need basically a fund, five, six million dollars, you know, a year for this to do it right. And he's out there and that's they're not getting that just yet. But you got to start somewhere. And he's a hell of a salesman. I mean, he is, you know, he, he sort of oozes uh, love for the program and, you know, an urgency as well. And uh, I think all those things will work for him long term. You know, they've come a long way in a short period of time. It just has to get better.
4: All right, Chris, I know we got to you got to go uh, for another interview, but uh, I wanted to ask real quick. Uh, your Twitter handle is ex-coach Naki. So you've been a head coach at a high level. Can you imagine coaching a program like Maryland in the portal era and managing a roster like what what can you even imagine what that's like being Kevin Willard right now?
9: I I can't. And, you know, it's funny when I the further I get away from it uh, from the years that I coached and so I hate to do the math on you guys. But uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I went away to college to play in the fall of 1976. And it's, as a result, since that time, I've been involved in some level of college basketball, even peripherally, for forty-seven years now, which is nuts to me. And yet, this is a kind of an age and era that I don't even hardly recognize anymore. Um, I, what when I left coaching, one of the things that I really felt badly about is that uh, I had started to not like the kids <laughs> you know, the guys. You know, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things where it's here's what it is you if you have 15 guys on your team you spend an inordinate amount of time on the two assholes and not the 13 good guys and uh so and that as I left coaching I thought man maybe it was time to get out anyways because I, I started to feel this way about the kids now you, now you fast forward to this day and age where basically kids come in with this incredible sense of entitlement and, you know, what are you going to do for me? I don't know that I, I mean, I, it drives me crazy. I, I I don't know how I would handle it. I was talking to Gary Williams one day and I said, how would you handle it in the age of the portal? If a kid came in and said, I want to transfer, you know, it, you know, even a kid who was playing for you, kid who was in your rotation. And he just kind of shook his head. He said, I suppose I would say, who can I call and get the hell out of my office? You know? So it's this is wild. It's a a circus out there. But you know what? I saw Mike Bray had a great quote last year when he was still coaching. He said, you better figure it out. You know? Figure it out. Figure out the NIL. Figure out the portal. It does you no good to bitch and complain about it. You got to deal with it. You got to understand what's, you know, what's, how it can benefit you and how it can, how it can work for you. And I I think he's right. I, 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 whenever I lament the fact that we're here, it just makes me sound like a crotchety old guy and you just got to figure it out, man. And, and make it work for you. Me
5: too, too, Chris. What's that? Like anything in life pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah.
9: Yeah. And and you know what,
5: you got to learn, you know, absolutely
9: got to learn. And, and, uh, one of the coolest things about coaching is it is that is there's there's a certain element of um, almost daily crisis management where where if, if there's something going on with your team and that that also applies to a game where you have to make a split second decision in a timeout about subbing a critical guy or you know or or calling a particular play with 8 seconds left down one and there's a certain element to that the the mental gymnastics is the coolest part of the job. Well now it just got it just got tougher. The gymnastics just got tougher with all the things that are in place in this day and age.
5: You mentioned Gary, when does the Chris post a really good podcast, DC uh, coaches podcast when does, with Gary Williams, when does that start up again?
9: We start up the second, um, second week of November, like the week of the, uh, when we're back from Asheville, uh, we'll be doing a show uh, the 11th, 12th, 13th, something like that. And I'll be writing up those
5: quotes. <laughs>
4: I'll no no, no, he won't he'll be using an ai system come on
5: <laughs> either way we'll be getting content out
4: <laughs> chris you know how
3: we end every interview i'm going to give you five rapid fire questions today. the first thing that comes to your mind fill in the blank the most surprising sorry paul stole that one from me the best player on this year's team will be uh i'm gonna say uh jamir young okay that's also what Walt said. By the way, you guys are in agreement. This season, starting five is the best starting five at Maryland since.
9: Oh gosh. Uh, oh man, now you're gonna you're gonna. Uh, well, it's the the diamond, stone, diamond stone, diamond Okay. Nice. In
3: the NCAA tournament, the Terps will make it to the round of sixteen. Walt said eight. If you were commissioner of college basketball, the first rule you would
9: change would be. Um, wow. The first rule I would say, go with two referees instead of three. Uh, I would, <laughs> okay. I would, no, I would say I would probably, coaches hate
4: refs so much. It's like a I, uh, lifelong thing. Those
9: guys took food off my table for so long. Paul. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all you know what? You. I, the block charge is always an issue for me. Um, I, there are too many, too many charges called for my way of thinking. Um, but I think the game is is great the way it is right now. I think just the things on the outside, you know, the NIL and the portal, and those things aren't going away. I mean, toothpaste is out of the tube on those things now. Okay, last one. The date that Derek Queen will commit to Maryland is <laughs> well, according to Jeff's fine website, it's <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, Friday the twenty seventh. <laughs> Right. So I mean,
5: my scoop, man, what are you doing? I mean, <laughs> I I mean my training.
9: man Jeff can waffle with the absolute best of them. You know, he can he can basically say it. He said, but things happen. It's hey, that's always the caveat, you know, so. Uh,
5: some lean Maryland years, Chris, you learn you learn tricks. Uh, I hear
1: yeah,
5: you I, I, those, I, uh, down cycles. I've been here. I've been, exactly. there. you know, you know, you yeah, know. yeah
3: all right he is at x coach Naki on twitter and his podcast is at coaches dc pod on twitter x whatever you want to call it chris thank you for joining us again you've been great as always our favorite
9: guest. uh thanks guys appreciate it good talking to you, to
4: you again, thanks, too. Chris. all right chris see you man see ya see ya all right show's over nothing else to talk about <laughs> um (laughs) unless you got a wheels report we can do that and then end it that's fine we we do oh god damn it i was hoping you. we
3: do let's go to paul's favorite segment of the show the non-revenue report with our boy wheels but before that a lot of people watching right now i think a lot of new people do us a favor hit the subscribe button hit the subscribe button hit the like button for us all that stuff thank you very much here's wheels
0: hey everyone This is Wheels with your Inside Maryland Sports non-revenue sports report. Maryland men's soccer team has not missed an NCAA postseason appearance since 2000. Until now. The 2023 team, however, saw its postseason hopes end on Wednesday night, not as a result of their 3-0 win against Navy, but with Ohio State's 3-2 win over Michigan State. With, With Ohio State's win, the Terps are mathematically eliminated from the Big Ten tournament. Meaning that their 22 season streak of postseason appearances will end. They do finish their regular season this weekend at Ohio State. Women's soccer completed its winless Big Ten campaign with a 2 0 loss to number 19 Indiana. Is that the nine Terps did not score a single goal in their final ten games of the season. Ten games? Which also means wow. that they failed to score a single goal in Big Ten play this year. Oh they hit into the God. offseason needing needed a major influx of wow. talent. That's,
2: Women's uh, volleyball a ended game.
0: a four-match losing streak with a win over Iowa this past Saturday. Their reward? A trip to number one Nebraska on Friday. That marks the first of a three-game road swing for the Terps. Men's and women golf finished their fall seasons this weekend. Men head to South Carolina, and the women head to North Carolina for fall tournaments. Let's end on a positive note. Field hockey team knocked off number 5 Iowa this last Friday and then followed that up with a win against Indiana in College Park. The Terps had a seven-game win streak, which includes four wins over ranked teams. They now head to Evanston to take on top-ranked Northwestern in the Big Ten regular season finale. A win gives the Terps a share of the Big Ten regular season championship. And that's a wrap on your IMS non-revenue sports report. Take care, everyone.
3: Yeah, we love wheels. Everybody except Paul loves wheels.
4: Rough fall, man. Oh my
3: <laughs> man, my the soccer the teams.
5: Season of any level of soccer in soccer history. Zero goals in 10 games. How's that yeah. one? These are really bad.
4: Really, that's, that's that's not helping my soccer arguments with people <laughs> who don't like soccer. Hard.
5: Games are what nine hours long, right? Uh, <laughs> yes,
4: Jeff. Exactly. You be
5: able to score one goal every three games, even if you're awful. I feel like that's
4: my favorite. My favorite thing is uh, uh Christian Pulisic is a, a good soccer player for the U.S. Um, said that if we if you made soccer goals worth seven points, people would pay more attention to soccer. If you had a, if your three one, ended up being twenty one seven. I don't hate
3: it. And, and if minutes, if minutes. corner kicks were worth three like field goals, and then you'd have you know
5: yeah, I don't hate
3: like, it twenty seven to seventeen games or something like that yeah.
4: You got to do something to spice it up a little bit, right?
5: Either way, that that's unfathomable. I feel like
4: yeah,
6: like
4: that's, that is so bad. <laughs> it's not
5: good. It's that's not the most good. amazing statistics since that Ravens preseason winning streak, <laughs> yeah. which is over. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, thanks to us. Yeah. Yeah. And now the moment you've all been waiting
3: for. Jeff, tell us about Derek Here Queen. Here we go. Oh, he's leaving. What about Derek Queen? Naki punted
5: on the question. Are you going to punt on it as well? Uh, no, I'm not going to punt. I mean, I still feel you asked me last week. I thought I said 70 percent chance for Maryland. I don't, I don't think that's gone down at all. But like Naki said, you know, as he claimed that I'm. Uh, Waffling or uh, whatever the phrase was.
4: Waffling on the di- on the commitment date. To be fair, not your information. you, know, you don't
5: know. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. The NIO era is different. I mean, we saw what happened with Dickinson. This is not. This is not really comparable to Dickinson. You know, it's not. Um, you're not talking about the highest rated transfer portal player ever, and a guy really looking for that big payday. Um, you know, I reported a lot today. I think it's on the site. You know, there's a three or four different stories. I have a lot of behind-the-scenes details on where things stand, so you can get that at, at the site. But you know, long story short, I still like Maryland's chances. Are you ready to put in the crystal ball? I've added it in for well, about a year. Yeah. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah, people, are are, ready to- not the first. people keep asking me because I put it in so far ahead of time that you know. Yeah, I, I forgot, forgot. You, you did that. What rate? What rating do you have the crystal ball at? Seven, I think. You ready to raise it? How about I've been that? close a few times to hitting that button and upping it. And I uh, definitely wouldn't rule that out, but I want to wait and see how the next few days kind of unfold. But uh, I think they're in pretty good position.
4: It does feel like it's at least getting towards the finish line here. Like I, I think it's it's pretty publicly available that that all the coaching staffs of the programs that are involved, us, Maryland, uh, Houston, Indiana, had been in to visit him in the last couple days. So it, it, you know, he's taken all his official visits, at least to those programs. Right. So what early signing day is what November 8th. So, you know, it's, it's kind of crunch time here. Two weeks.
5: And, you know, I think there's very little question that Maryland has the closest relationship with him personally, and obviously geographically with the people around him and his AAU program and you know we posted we got i'm pretty sure we're the only site to have a, gotten an interview with him this week colby did a great job uh getting an interview where queen where deck really kind of laid some things out about maryland and and the pitch and, and things like that so there's really no question they have all those things working in their favor indiana's really pushing the nba connection mike woodson coached in the nba and they've had some players recently go to the nba so that's most of their sales pitch, maybe not most, but a big part. So when you I mean, compare Maryland's
3: those two things, had plenty of guys go to the NBA recently. I mean, what's.
5: Well, they've had one, I guess, you know, Shafino was a one and done. Otherwise, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is in the NBA. But that was probably yeah, not right. for
4: long. I don't think yeah, he's gotten off he, the bench he, yet in the summer.
5: Well, he never Maryland. developed a jump shot, which I would think Maryland would be pointing out to Derek queen, that that kid was a great college player, but he's gone to the NBA. He didn't make a single three pointer in his whole college career. I wonder how much they've mentioned that. Um, but you know, they, so when you compare those things, the NBA and they have recruited him hard for a long time, Indiana, they have, uh, Liam McNeely, his close friend and teammate is committed and is recruiting him. very. So they have some connections, but when you compare the two at face value, uh, Maryland has a lot of advantages. Someone in the chat said we're at 71%
3: (laughs) over under that's not the game, but I'll just give you 71%. I'd say over. Ooh. Okay.
4: Yeah. And look, I I probably don't need to explain the significance to anyone of this recruitment. I mean, to me, this is very much a pass fail on Kevin Willard's ability to do this job. I mean, this is, this is, This is the whole recruiting class. Yeah, it is. You know, we know. uh, You know the other the Canadian kid. There's a chance he might might reclass, but that's going to take some time. Even if he does, right? So, this is the whole class, and you. I'll have some really
5: good stuff on him, by the way. Not sorry to interrupt. I have some really good stuff on him on post old Oliogu on the site pretty
4: soon, also. Well, that's that's nice. I I can't remember a
3: recruit that's so much hinged on the one player. I can't. Has that happened before? Like
5: I mean, I mean it feels the like twins, the Harrison twins, if you count them as a package, that that was pretty big. Stone was uh, part
4: of a Stone was part of a small class, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Is it pretty much him and him and
5: transfers at Suleiman? Yeah. Um, Suleiman
4: came in. Robert Carter came in. He'd already year. sat, but he was coming He'd, off
5: that. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, it was I mean, just, just Stone and it was Jalen Brandley. They got Jalen yeah. Brantley was the only other um uh, aside from Suleiman I think. Remember
3: when right. Brantley and oh the, the shooting guard who couldn't shoot very well? <laughs> Which one? Uh, Which one? Uh yeah <laughs> they did the dancing thing. They got famous for the dancing Oh of the Jared Air. Nickens. Jared Nickens and Brantley. did went on Ellen. Yeah. Remember
5: that? Geez I don't know that just rushed that back, a back huge in my head when you said Brantley on video games and then I think they filed a lawsuit trying to get some money out of it because of all these video games, they use the dance that they created and stuff, but I think it lost. From Everybody's pissed at me now for changing the subject off of Queen,
3: so I will <laughs> jump back. There's a there's a question. Is Houston definitely out then? Because you didn't
5: mention them. You mentioned Maryland and Indiana. Uh, I don't see it being likely to be Houston. Okay. No, the other schools that Houston, have been... Yeah. In, the other schools have been
3: in running. Kansas is one.
5: I mean, you can never count out Dollar Bill. He moves he moves behind the scenes and just, you know, he's. He walks he's good. in silence like lasagna. Silence. Like, yeah, like real yes. G's. They he walks like in silence like lasagna. He's definitely, yes. he's definitely <laughs> a real G.
4: Did Larry yeah. just drop a rap lyric on us? <laughs> yes, I
5: did. Dude, we need Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Nothing yeah. sticks right. to that guy. It's amazing. Kansas. Got the most inevitable, predictable slap on the wrist in history. Uh, but I don't, there's no buzz about Kansas. I mean, crazier things have happened because their NIL game is crazy, but they have a five star big man committed. And who's no. the fifth team? Was it Miami? Is that the uh, fifth team? No, Kentucky, L-S- LSU. LSU. He visited LSU like a month ago. So you have to, I guess, include them. I'm not hearing much about them i would be sh- beyond shocked if it was lsu but see coming LSU. down of maryland indiana probably i think so
3: okay all right well
4: there you go all of you want your dare queen fix there it was and there's some questions about his playing style and, and what let's let's hold off on that let's 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 get him let's get him on board get him in <laughs> Let's get him in let's let's get the you know get everything signed and sealed and, and hope that that's the case and then we'll start breaking down the kind of player we get but I, I can tell you he's special certainly certainly has a college prospect For the if NBA Queen, it's a whole other issue
3: Queen and Oliogu would be a, just a great class especially considering they're bigger players at, compared to the guard oriented class they got this year I mean imagine pairing them together you
5: know it's how great. And I had forgotten until somebody pointed it out today that Queen teamed with Julian Reese in the front court at St. Francis Academy early in his career. So if you were to get Julian Reese back, for whatever it's worth, those guys have played together before.
2: Oof.
4: Yeah, I mean, like I said, Queen was the linchpin to this whole thing. And I've been, look, I've been openly complaining about this recruiting class for months on end. And if you get Queen at least, like I said, in terms of a pass-fail situation, you have passed. That doesn't mean it's the optimal scenario, but you passed, you've done the thing you needed to do. Then it's like you go and you pull an Oleogu and get him to reclass. And it's like, okay, well now we're, now we're, you know, cooking with gas a little bit. And then hopefully for a guy like Willard, who's basically, you know, as a coach is moving up a level, being able to realize and figure out what he can you know, what he needs to do to recruit at this level and, and what, you know, in a way kind of what kind of players he feels like he can get based on how much NIL is going to be a factor, you know, whether there are local guys who are willing to stay and take a hometown discount, that type of thing. Like he's learning at this job. I understand that. But the one thing we worried about when he came in, we knew he could coach basketball. The issue was whether he could recruit at this level. So you go and lock down queen. It's like, all right, at least we know, he did the thing he had to do, and then you can start shooting for the stars a little bit.
5: Well, the other thing is besides the actual on-court team with Queen and the fan excitement, recruiting, reverberations, the credibility it gives you with all those. There's tons of good players locally in 25 and 26 in those classes. You get Derek Queen, that gets their attention. That makes Maryland cool, and so it could have a lot more – you know, side, positive side effects in terms of recruiting.
3: And that's basically the entire story for basketball. It's queen, queen, queen. Anything, any like quick headlines about football recruiting? Anything we it's should know about?
5: Quiet. No, it's really quiet lately. Same, same stuff we discussed, you know, trying to flip a lot of these guys from other schools, mostly focused on the season, finishing strong. Uh, I'm sure they'll have a bunch of visitors, obviously for Penn state and Michigan. I'm sure they'll try to get as many of, the, of those top flip guys at those games as they can. And same thing we said a million times, find, find a way to win one. You know. We're going to end the show with Maryland rank them. I'm going to give you guys
3: a list of Maryland related topics. You have to rank them based on some sort of criteria before we do that. Lots of people in the chat live today with us, do us a favor, click subscribe. Hit that like button. Thank you very much. Jeff, we'll start with you. Rank these basketball season accomplishments in order of most likely. Win the Big Ten regular season. Win the Big Ten tournament. Win the NIT. Win the NCAA tournament.
5: (laughs) Son of a bitch. You are good. (laughs) I saw the look. Paul made as soon as I said win the NIT. I was, this, I was, I was so happy, happy this wasn't the my question. NIT, <laughs> yeah, when said NIT, my brain just started like <laughs> wrapping around itself. Four um, possible things to win. Rank them and most likely
3: or least to most or most to least. Right,
5: way. I'm going to say most likely Big Ten regular season. They're top three going in. I don't think there's a strong favorite. I think they're really good. Then I'll say Big Ten tournament, even though they've been – horrendous there most of that was under turgeon and anybody can win a few games then i'll go win nit because we know the odds at any point winning national championship you know they're, they're i think they'll be really good this year but that's still one in a million and then national championship well i would
3: flip those last two because the chances of them being in the nit are so small yeah like, they are but they're I think not
4: they're as small as winning the whole thing <laughs> winning the i don't know
5: well, the powerball, you
3: know yeah. like two percent of 99 is higher than 10 percent of one
5: i haven't looked yet to see what they're um, right or i don't know if they've been posted yet to see what whatever those numbers,
3: numbers are anyway
5: features are all right
3: paul rank these football season final scenarios in order of most likely miss a bowl game entirely limp to the finish and barely make a bowl Get to nine wins, counting the bowl game.
4: Uh, I, w- I don't know. I'm, I'm still fairly optimistic. I, I think get to nine with the bowl win and then a small gap to limp throughout the season but get to a bowl and then a much bigger gap to basically lose out. Yeah, I think I I don't think they're as bad as they were against Illinois, and like I said, even even in that situation, which was just dying for a, a letdown, Prather scores that touchdown before the half, the game's over, and we're not we were already bowl eligible, and not even having this discussion.
3: Yeah, I think I I I have a hard time between limp to the finish and winning nine. That's that's what made that one interesting for me. Okay, yeah. Jeff. Rank these basketball players in order of scoring average this season in alphabetical order and basically the projected starting five. DHS, Jamie Kaiser, Julian Reese, Dante Scott, Jameer Young. Uh,
5: Jameer Young by a tiny bit over Julian Reese because he'll have the ball more, although I still think Julian Reese is going to be their best player this year. Uh, so so Jameer, Julian Reese, um Dante Scott, no, you know what? I'll go, yeah, I'll go Dante, then DHS, then Kaiser. Really close between three and four. Okay. Paul,
3: rank these basketball outcomes in order, most likely. They're a top 10 to 15 team all season, winning four to five combined postseason games. They show incremental improvement over last season, being a solid top 25 team all year, win two to three postseason games a repeat of last year, showing promise at times, but ultimately not a threat to the Big Ten of the NCAAs, or they regress this season and don't make the NCAA
4: at all? I think they'll be a little bit better this year than last year. I think that's most likely. Um, I think second most likely is a team just like last year. I think third most likely is um, they become elite um and fourth is that they they struggle. I think amazing. they're going to be pretty good this year. I, 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 I do think, too. I think I think they'll be better than last year and I think I think last year was better than what we thought coming into it. So that's my hope. We'll see. Ask me ask me in ask me in uh, you know around Christmas. Jeff, rank these possible outcomes in the Derek Queen
3: recruitment. He commits to Maryland by this weekend. He commits to Maryland by the end of the month. He commits to Maryland on signing day or someone swoops in at the last minute with an
5: absurd NIL offer and he commits somewhere else? Uh, Signing day is most likely to Maryland. Then this weekend, which is not very likely, uh, you said what was the other one besides somebody swooping in with an NIL?
3: Within the next month.
5: Oh, I got you. Um, No, probably NIL before that because there's just no way. I don't think it's going to last that long. I don't think that's likely, but you never know, as I've written 50,000 times. And then after that, commits in a month because I don't see it dragging that long. All right. Well, I'm
3: glad somebody else was third on that list. All right, Paul, rank your favorite part of the tailgate tradition, hanging out with friends, the nostalgia being back at your alma mater,
4: alma mater, alma mater,
3: <laughs> the food and drinks or the excitement of Maryland football.
4: Well, it depends. Depends what, what time of year is this particular tailgate because there's plenty of excitement in September. Um, I mean, it's always friends with me. It, it's a lot of these people I don't get to see very much during the you know, everybody's married with kids and you know, got crazy stuff going on, so it's it, that's always number one. Um, the excitement is, especially in September is nice. Um, and then the food and drinks and then, I, I mean, the, the nostalgia is, is fine, but you know, I live half hour from campus, so it's not not that big a deal to swing on by. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's the thing I, I tell people about tailgates, man, you don't even have to like football, man. It's, it's really good to get together with people and, and hang out and, and do the thing.
5: And food and drink is kind of involved in all that. The booze, the booze is sprinkled over all
4: those. It things. is like magic fairy dust over yeah, all those all those things. Whole, yeah.
5: But some
3: people really get into like the whole like grilling, food making drinks like that whole culture. That's like a big important.
4: Yeah. I'm, well, I will say like you know once a t- once a year generally we'll we'll um, we'll roast a pig. We'll do a whole pig. You know like see yeah like 120- that's cool stuff like a 120 pounder in a pick box and, you know, we'll get there early. And we got a couple cop friends that will let us in the parking lots early and all that stuff. So that's super cool. And, you know, that's just, we, we've had a big group that's been doing this for a long time. So, and I suggest it to everybody, man, you know, just find some people and just go grill, go hang out. And then you get to go to a football game afterwards, you know, the football game doesn't even have to be the main thing. Just go get on campus, hang out with your friends, take kids, you know, it's you're, you're, you're we're trying to build something here.
5: I took some friends to, to from Maryland to the Ohio State game a few weeks ago. And your, your comment, Larry, on on how people do it up, they were just like – it was like people who were just at Disney World or NYC for the first time. You would not – I mean, it's we wandered around the stadium. I've been there a bunch of times. They hadn't. And it is just – it's like a city of RVs and just 100,000. I mean, if you haven't – that's not to disparage Maryland. Maryland's got a good good scene. But if you haven't been somewhere like that, you definitely should. Well, I already, I
3: already did that yeah. with the people from the athletic department. So <laughs> I disparaged Maryland for
4: them. Yeah. It is. It, it, look, it, it's different. It's like, it it, it, different. It's, you know, I mean, it's taken like different. the big groups like mine and set everybody's like that.
3: Yeah. There, there,
5: that, question, that question was awesome. Tennis has been such dog shit. For so <laughs> how, how do you Listen, play on making it
4: less dog shit? <laughs>
5: hey,
3: could could we do that interview without asking that? No.
4: No, you had to. And I'm glad you got it out of the way cuz it, it was we were able to, you know, tooth their horns a little bit towards the end. So,
3: had to you know, ask it. Had to yeah, ask no, it. Yeah, no, it was
4: it was I said my my journalism school brain was was very pleased that you pulled that up.
3: All right. What what do we learn today? We learned that the Athletic department folks are doing an amazing job improving the game day experience, increasing the ticket sales. Naki learned us about the basketball team, gets us all excited for that. Jeff promised Derek Queen.
4: Yep, 100%. He's going to up his
3: crystal ball to 10 from 7 to
6: 10 if right now. Of- if
5: they don't get Queen, we'll give you your money back for watching this. That's right. For <laughs> yeah. watching this free podcast.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
3: All right. Well, hey, we had an awesome crowd today. So many people joining, I think many for the first time. Thank you guys so much. We're here every Wednesday. We're doing every Wednesday at 7:30. We'll be doing that throughout the season unless there's a game day on a Wednesday night, in which case if that happens we will let you know. And those games aren't starting for a couple weeks anyway, so not to worry yet.
4: Yeah, and check the check out the YouTube page. We put all it's a whole Inside Maryland Sports YouTube page now, not just the radio show. It's everything. We've got Forgot shorts. That. Shorts getting popped out every a couple every day right now. We've got the big show every Wednesday. Lots of videos. There's just I mean, we're just getting started with this stuff. Like we're really trying to pump it up and get some get some eyeballs. We appreciate all the people we've been bothering about subscribing recently. <laughs> We Thank hit a thousand so subscribers. Yeah. That's great. It really helps me and Larry, especially, you know, convince our wives that we should be able to continue to do this more often. Um, and now we just got to get to 2,000. So we're just going to have to keep bothering you. And, you know, you should bother your friends and family and everybody else.
3: Yeah. Send and send some- it
5: to a friend before you forget.
4: So you
3: send it to a friend. And someone in the chat mentioned I was going to say it anyway. He said, y'all got Trey doing work. And I wanted to call Trey. Love Trey. Love what he's doing. And hopefully we'll get him on this show a couple of times. Absolutely. You know. yep. he's killing
4: it. He's yeah. Yeah. He's game.
3: doing a great job. So everybody look for his stuff. He's the one pumping out the shorts and, and the, the clips and, and all that kind of stuff. So a huge, huge welcome to, to the team for him. He's, he's awesome. So, all right, everybody, thank you very much. It's been a little longer episode than normal. Cause we had two sets of guests, I, I guess we should say. And, uh, They were all awesome. So we had some good interviews, and we will see you guys next week. Again, Wednesday at 730. This is IMS Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast
9: Network, the football season never stops.